just now. Back up the hill for his par. Oh no. This for par. Oh my goodness. It lips out. Thank you for tuning in to another Dude Where's My Par podcast with Drebs and Special K. This last week was the WGC Mexico and uh, didn't fail to disappoint. Phil Mickelson gets the win in his playoff against Justin Thomas. Matt. I mean, this is the best tournament of the year by far. I know we say that probably every week, but this one lived up to the hype. You got Phil yelling in Spanish. You got Tyrell Hatton beating the putter down on spike marks. JT holing out. It was awesome. Oh, man. What a tournament. Couldn't have gotten any better. Uh, Phil, I mean, the guy was an animal coming down. Birdie's 15 and 16. Gets himself into the playoff with Justin Thomas. And how did Thomas get there again? He holed out from the 18th fairway for Eagle. About 100, what, 120 yards. Bounce, bounce. In the cup. Woo! Man, I've never... That was... I, I think the the Phil punch out almost like... I don't know. There was a lot going on at the end of that tournament. You got Phil punching out from the woods on 16. You got JT holing out on 18. Fans going crazy. It was awesome. I think JT's performance this weekend is going to get a little bit overshadowed. Obviously, Phil gets his first win in like five years. I think since the uh, 2013 Open. Almost five years. Yeah, so uh, you know Phil gets that. It was great. I mean, Phil was Phil was awesome. The whole thing coming down the stretch. You know, we got friends in our group chat sending Phil stuff. I just think this is you know they say good for golf, but this anytime you got Phil and a young guy in it, especially a young guy like JT, how can you beat that? How can you beat that? You can't. Well, the only other way is if it was Tiger against JT. But I think everybody loves Phil. Phil Phil's a pretty big fan favorite. I think he's turned himself into a fan favorite, but, uh, you know, his antics, some people, you know, whatever. Sometimes I'm not the biggest fan of some of the stuff. I think he's kind of fake, but, you know, whatever. I think he's pretty amusing. I get over the stuff, you know, some of the antics I don't care for. He makes up for with amazing shots, like his, uh, you know, crazy punch shots out of the... He gets himself in trouble, gets himself out. Uh, Phil was so consistent this week. He shot four rounds in the 60s. Uh, he had the least amount of bogeys of anybody in the field. Woo. We only had made four bogeys the whole weekend. or I'm sorry, the whole tournament. Uh, his putter was great. But that was the one thing we were waiting on for with yep, Phil was exactly. to get the putter going. Once Phil got the putter going, we knew. And he's been better as of late. But kind of what I think has been happening is he's been coming down the stretch. Missing the short ones has kind of been Phil's MO for a long time. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, he, I was waiting for him to miss a short one. And uh, he, he just he wasn't missing anything. No, the putter was awesome. He was third in strokes game putting, and as and he was 100% on sand saves. So, I mean, that, that definitely helps you win tournaments. And he won without bones. Yes. This is, this is only his second win without bones. He got his first win as an amateur without bones. Every other win after that, bones was on the bag. Do you think that this has any connection to picking up Tim as his caddy? I don't think that had anything to do with it. Honestly, what I think is uh, not getting talked about so much in the altitude, it's harder to work the ball, and uh, it straightened him out off the tee a little bit. You know, no one's really talking about. He was, he did still find himself in some precarious situations. Oh, yeah. Only Phil can, and he got out of them. He had but, less than fifty percent uh, of fairways, but 
it may, you, maybe it saved him from going OB rather than just being in, you know, punching out in the trees. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think uh, Phil was due. He'd been playing well. Uh, this set up well for, for a ball striker. He was hitting his irons great and getting up and down, putting. That's exactly what he needed. Kind of bombing gouged it. Justin Thomas, I mean, the guy, you know, he's, he's in the playoff with, with uh, Phil. What a freaking awesome weekend that guy had. He shoots minus 16 on Saturday, Sunday. Breaks the PGA Tour record for lowest score on the weekend. Oh, I mean, this that's all, and 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 the sad thing, all that's getting overshadowed because he didn't win the playoff. Probably people aren't gonna remember. Well, we're that. talking about Phil. I think if anybody else won, people would talk about it. Yeah. But since Phil won, that's such a huge storyline. Yeah. JT's not getting the props after winning, last dealing week. through the heckling. Yep. Last week he comes in, he almost wins this one. You know, he, he Phil Phil got him with a par on uh, on the extra hole. JT missed a short one. Could have forced another playoff hole. Who knows and what would have happened? He's a good putter, so that's that's rare for him. That's rare for him. Uh, you want to go into the uh, good, bad, and the ugly? I I want to do the stripe show shit show first. Okay, let's do the stripe show shit show. I my, like it. Since we're talking about JT, my stripe show of the week is Justin Thomas. Like we said, he shot. Minus 16 on the weekend. He probably would have missed the cut in most tournaments. Huh. My stripe show of the weekend was JT too, but I think that was blatantly obvious. Yeah, I mean... You... How could we both not have JT as the stripe show? I mean, dude, he went 62-64 on the weekend. Holds out on 18 to get in the playoff. I mean, that is the epitome, again, of a stripe show. This guy, might we might as well just just call, call it the JT award. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean... He, he he holds off in the fairway on 18. He's shoving Jimmy. They're getting rowdy. Oh, he's he's screaming, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, let's go. He's getting pumped up. It, it made me pumped. Oh, it, I, I loved it. I loved it. I mean, he was 11 shots back going into the weekend. He's basically out of it. Shoots himself right back into it. And listen to it. I mean, strokes gained off the tee. He's third. Strokes gained around the green. Third. Strokes gained putting. Sixth. Basically... You know, the course with the elevation was playing around like 6,200 yards. He just bombed it, hit his wedges good, and putted good. I mean, that's all he had to do. It was so short. He was just bombing it as far as he could and, uh, you know, getting up and down when he needed to, making making putts. It it, it was playing really short, so I'm not not surprised. And is he the best player? I mean, screw the world golf rankings. I, I really don't even pay attention to those. Is he the best player in the world right now? I mean, over what span do we look at that? But I've been saying it for months and months. I think JT's the best player of the year, best player in the world. The reason I think that is because it's not necessarily how many wins he has. It's just for me, if I had to put my money on it, somebody that has to shoot, they have to go out, they get four rounds, and they have to shoot the lowest round that they're possibly capable of. If Justin Thomas is on, there's nobody in the world who could beat him. He's, he can go lower than anybody in the entire world, in my opinion. I I would disagree with that. I think that there is a handful of guys in the top 10 in the official world golf rankings. Uh, going back to the... I think there is a handful of guys that, that if they're all on, they're they're all pretty much going to shoot around the same. You know, I, depending on the course, 59, 58. You don't think Dustin, jo- Jordan Spieth, any of those guys can do that? Uh, I got news for you. They can. They're the, well, guess yeah. what? Well, here's the thing. Yeah. They haven't, and Justin has. JT shot a 59. JT has the 36, 54, and 72 hole record. He's tied for, well, there was a 58. He's actually tied for first place for 18 holes, lowest aggregate score. 
he now has the lowest rounds on a Saturday and Sunday. He's breaking records all over the place that the guys you just mentioned have not even come close to. Yeah, but, I mean, you look at guys like Jordan and, and Dustin, even Ricky, man, these guys can all go low. You got Rom. You don't think Rom can can keep up? Oh, yeah. I think that they get the can. Hell out of here, I man. think that they can go low. But the, but what I'm trying to get at is Justin has go, gone low and he is going low. He does on a. These guys are capable yeah. of. These guys are capable of doing what Justin's doing, but Justin's the one that's actually doing it. Look, Justin's taking a lot of heat right now. I think that it's unjust. I I blame a lot of that last week on on CBS for leaving the mic hot. That was just a mess. I think it's unwarranted. JT's the man. I love him, and uh, <laughs> love him or hate him, he's going to be around for a long time. He's young, and he's a stud. I couldn't agree more. Like I said, number one player in the world, in my opinion. Let's see if he can actually push past the official world. You know what he's got to stop doing? Missing cuts. That's why he's not world number one, because it's all an average. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, have, I have no idea how, how they... They, they, they take your it, they, but, you they take know. they take your points and then they take how many events that you play in and it's all it's all it's like an average points. Dustin's killing everybody because when Dustin Dustin's plays, miss Dustin miss cuts. He makes top twenty fives on a bad day, and but Justin Thomas is going out firing fifty eight and then missing the cut the next week fifty nine. Yeah, Miss, you know what I mean. So that's the that's why he isn't ranked number one in the world. And then you got Rom, who's not he's getting. T2, T3, T4, T2, T2. I just think winning is the, the... The guys aren't out there for second place, and even they would say that. And yeah, it's great, and it shows consistency, which when you can show consistency in golf, that's... I guess that's the most important thing in golf is consistency, but Justin's winning tournament. What, 7 of 30, 31 or 32 of 32 events? now, and it, you know, it was almost, I mean, it was almost 8 and 32 yeah. had he won that playoff with 25% of his last 32 starts. That would have been he's amazing. He's scorched earth hot. I don't know how every week he's in a tournament, he is not the favorite. I mean, he has to be. Every week, he's probably, I, I haven't looked at the Vegas odds, he's probably the favorite going into Augusta, and he's never won. It's, it's I, would, I don't know. I would think that Spieth probably would be higher, but who, based on the history, but I'm not actually sure on that. But Dustin Johnson... Is a guy that is overlooked because of all the things that JT does. Young guy, he's easy to market, yada, yada, yada. DJ has won a lot of tournaments in the last couple of years. People don't even realize how many he's won. I think he's got like seven wins. And he's how many years? He's got 10, 11 years in a row now on tour yeah. since he started. He's won every year he's been on tour since his rookie. That's year. why DJ is world number one because he he's so friggin' consistent. And once he got the putter working, dialed in, in his wedges, that pushed him to that number one spot. I do think Justin Thomas will overtake him this year. I do, man, that's that's a bold statement. Do, say he's overshadowed. I mean, look, he was he was up on the leaderboard. I think he was T four or T five. Who's that, Dustin? Yeah, he was. He, I think he finished seventh. He was right there, man. I mean, he was close, and I'm not saying that he wasn't. But I think that I think that Thomas is going to do enough. I think Thomas gets another major this year. Where do that's, you like him? What do I like? What, what do you mean? Where do, where, you, where where do I? Oh, what, what major do I like yeah. him in? Man, you'd think his he'd be he, he would play good at Augusta. I I like him for every tournament. Really, I feel like he wants to win. A he green does. Jacket. Totally. Like that's the one he wants the most. I I don't. Know I that, think I know. see. I think I see him at Augusta more than any of the other majors. But I hate to say it. I think if he wins a major this year, he's going to repeat as a PGA champ. And I wish it was a different tournament. P, that I mean, it sets up good for a guy with his style of game, the PGA. Hit the living crap out of it yep. as far as you can. This year it's going to be in the Midwest. It's going to be, you know, humid as hell. The fairways won't be firm probably. It's going to be, you know, 
look at what happened with the U.S. Open. Yeah, those fairways were not firm, and neither were the greens. Uh, he could rip it up. I mean, absolutely rip it up. I also think that that course could set up well. Last time there was a, a major in the Midwest, Valhalla, Rory. I mean, he's he's I don't whatever about Rory right now. I think he's struggling a little bit, but. That's the end of the season. I think he's going to turn things around. I, I like JT and Rory there, not to get ahead of ourselves. We yeah. just got way ahead of ourselves, but I that's think, okay. <laughs> I think JT I think JT either gets a PGA or the Masters. I don't think he's doing anything at the other two. Yeah. Um, which, well, we both did our Stripe show. Yep. Shit show time. Who was your shit show? My shit show of the week is... Uh, <laughs> Drebs, uh, my pick from last week is my sleeper. Uh, I told everyone they'd know Otong Lee, you know, this great player. Goes out and fires a uh, good old 14 over. 73, 79, 73, DFL 73. watch. Almost DFL, but he didn't. Second second to last. One better than last. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so uh, don't take advice from me uh, when it comes to our picks. I... <laughs> So far, haven't had the greatest stretch, and we got Drebs over here picking Sergio, who looked great. I actually, I mean, Sergio was awesome. Seventh place. Don't forget about Tommy Fleetwood, fourteenth. Oh, just call the dude where's my par bump again. Uh, picks I mean, Bubba. I mean, this guy thinks he now. Yeah, okay, just, yeah. just come to me when you need any. If you're if you're trying to play some big bets, you know, you got you need. I, I picked Alex Noren when he went to the playoff against Jason Day. I mean. All your gambling needs here with Drebs at Dude Where's My Par. But however, when I pick them for myself and I actually put money on them, it's it's a complete joke <laughs> and pretty much just piss my money down the drain. So <laughs> so no golf gambling for me, except for on the course. What was your shit show of the week? My shit show was Phil Mickelson's antics. You thought it was a shit show? It was no, it was it was It was a shit show in a good way. Yes. <laughs> I liked it. It's I love it. It's a shit show in a good way. It's like it's like your buddy, he has too much to drink, he starts doing some outlandish things, and it's pretty funny because well, until he takes it too far. But Phil didn't take it too far. Phil was he was making me laugh all weekend. The guy he <laughs> he's big time in everybody. Oh, yeah. He's yelling, mucho, mucho, or whatever. He's yelling at the fans. He's like, turns around, like over a putt. I'm, wa I'm watching it. He, you know, he, he hadn't said anything all day. Turn, backs off a putt, turns around. Like, the cameras barely catch up this, like, little. He's like, he, at every chance he got, he wanted to speak Spanish. Every chance he got. Well, because he thinks he's funny. And, and he actually was pretty funny. But he's big time in PGA Tour guys. That Sharma guy, I mean, I didn't know who he was. I know a lot. I know a lot of players. No well, idea who the sure. guy was. Oh, you didn't hear about this? No. He walks up to Phil. He's your 36-hole leader, right? Sharma's leading the tournament. Walks up to Phil before the third round to say hi, like he's he's like giddy, right? Yeah. Oh, God, I'm playing with Phil. Yeah. Oh, it's he, Phil Lefty. Yeah. Phil turns to him and goes, "After the round, not right now." <laughs> like he's a reporter. Oh my God. No so, way. No way. Swear to no God. Way. Right, seriously? In quotes, not right now. After the round. So he big time oh Sharma doesn't realize doesn't realize he's the leader of the tournament. He thinks he's media, right? Oh jeez. And then he proceeds, he proceeds to ask Tyrell Hatton, the now 13th ranked player in the world, how to pronounce his first name. Oh my God. He's out there big time and everybody. So that was my and shit. That was my shit show. But that don't don't you think like see that that's why I think some people don't like that's why I don't like them sometimes because like it's like come on man you know who this guy is there, there's no way in hell 
he he doesn't know who Ter- like how to say Terrell Hatton's name, and he and he doesn't know who Sharma is. Playing in the tournament, leading the tournament, like you haven't been there all week, man. Come on. Man. I I don't know. I give Phil a break on the Sharma thing, the Tyrell thing. I kind of give him a break too, though, because he's you know Tyrell. It's not a typical white name. You know, who knows if it's a different pronunciation? I don't know. He's he's a British guy. You know, you look at Tyrell as a Terrell as a Tyrell. You don't know. I mean, he should know though. I I don't know. I didn't lo- like that. I guess whatever. It was kind of funny though. I mean, but but I just thought I was literally dying when he's going mucho mucho. No, I'm dying. I'm dying when he's, he's waving the fans away, man. He, he big he big time the leader. Yeah. Hey, shoot him away like he was like media trash. It was hilarious. <laughs> like us. Yeah. <laughs> media but, trash. Exactly. <laughs> So, we're done with the Stripe Show shit show. I want to go right into the good, the bad, the ugly because I actually have, I only have two things. My bad turns into my ugly. Okay. You go first with the good. My good was just the Phil win in general. We've talked a lot about it. Uh, A couple things I just wanted to hit on. (laughs) What I love, you know, Phil's like a dad out there in the playoff. You know, he's walking down. You know, the fairway with his arm around, like, the guy, the director of the tournament, you know, whoever, some big sh- big wig at the tournament. You know, Phil's just, like, whispering his ear, hey, you know, man, I got a parlay on this with uh, my guy back home. I'm going to beat JT right here. <laughs> you know, he's, he's uh, he got great odds on some parlays, just telling the guy. Love that. Um, I think that JT, in a, in a small way, kind of was, was, like, almost, I, I don't know if it's, like, shell-shocked or... Or what, but, you know, kind of growing up, idolizing a guy like Phil. Obviously, we know he's a big Tiger guy, but whatever, it's still Phil. You know, I think that that might have played into a little bit of kind of what even happened in the playoff. I know. It was kind of the, the whole aura of Phil was that. I mean, you could see it happening. He's speaking Spanish to the to the crowd. He's got, you know, his swag going. It was all it was all Phil all day. He's, he's punching out of trees. He's hitting fans on a punch out. Then getting mad at the fan was standing there. <laughs> I mean, it was the most Phil day I've ever. If there, if, if 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 you could put a Phil day, today was it. Couldn't agree more. I think that people don't even realize how big of a win that this was for Phil. Like we're talking about, what are we talking about today? Justin Thomas, is he the best player in the world? Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. He's number three in the official world golf rankings. It's. The fields are flooded with young studs. Totally. And this, I think, locks Phil in for the Ryder Cup, which is oh, yeah. awesome. awesome. But, like, Phil comes out. He's, what, 48 years old? Yeah. Yeah. Right around there. He's old. Yes. Okay. He comes out, and he's beating the young stud that we're talking about. Is he the greatest player? He goes out, he buries him in one hole. Well, it's Phil, man. You know? I, I yeah, Phil's still got it, man. And I love Phil swagging into, you know... We got some great guys going into Augusta, you know. I think also to touch on the Phil Wynn, it is my good. Another good thing about Phil Wynn is the casual fan or, like, not even fan, but, like, you know, Sports Center had it on. It's kind of water cooler talk at the office. Like, people know Phil Mickelson. I just think, you know, again, good for golf. But it, it, it really it gets is people excited. It is. Yes. It gets people excited. It gets people that don't even really pay attention to golf excited. Oh, man. You know, did you hear Phil won, blah, blah, blah. You know, today at the office, I got people going, oh, man, I heard Phil Mickelson won, blah, blah, Like, they don't even know anything about golf, and, and they know who Phil Mickelson is. So it's just, it's good. It's good, you know, attention to uh, a big event. I, I couldn't agree more. My good was Sharma. 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 
I don't know what the hell, how to say his first name. <laughs> That's but okay. Last we'll name. He's just Sharma. He's just Sharma. Uh, Sharma leads attorney through 36, through 54. It's his first PGA Tour event ever. The guy just, I love his stuff. I'm going to talk about his story a little bit. Okay. Yeah. No, I'd love to hear more about it. I didn't, I didn't know too much about him. I know he was leading. I, I, uh, I should have looked more into him, but that's why I got my buddy Drebs here. He's, he's, it's his first PGA Tour event. He's leading through 54. I mean, that is, that, I don't care if the guy goes out and shoots plus 20 the next day. To do that in your first event is, PGA event is impressive. But if you look at his resume, he's already got two wins this year on the Euro. He's leading the race to Dubai. Guy came out of nowhere, right? He's from India. And I guess how he got into golf was Lahiri, who was the number one in Yeah, Anabar. That, yep. That's the, you know, that's he, the that guy there, you know? Right. He was the number one player in India, but not anymore. Sharma's in the world top 75. Now, he's kind of passed Lahiri up as the number one player in India. Turns out, Sharma's dad was seeing a doctor when Sharma was seven years old. And the doctor happened to be Lahiri's dad. Lahiri oh, was a big junior golfer, yeah. and he recommended to he recommended to Sharma's dad bring him to the golf course. I think it'd be a great game for him. Teaches discipline. Blah 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 blah. So Sharma, so his dad did that. Sharma's dad took him to the golf course. They went there for the first time. He absolutely loved it. And now look at him. He's killing it. Unbelievable. So if it wasn't for Lahiri and Lahiri's dad, Sharma wouldn't have never picked up a golf club. So now Sharma goes back to the Euro, but uh, with this, if he keeps it up, he's playing in all the WGCs, right? Probably. It just depends on top top uh, world world ranking. ranking. But he was yeah. top seventy five. He just finished T nine. I mean, I would imagine he's going to go up. He's killing the Euro Tour. I can't imagine him dropping in the world rankings anytime soon. That's a great story, actually. I didn't even know that, Drebs. We might see we might see him uh, on the PGA Tour next year. Who knows? Yep, you never know. You heard it here first. Now you know. Now you know Sharma. Now you know who he is, what he's all about. What's your bad? My bad is quick. Uh, I don't have a lot here, but I just don't. I didn't, you know, got in a big argument. <laughs> we got it. We had a good group text going with a couple friends. Turns out, did you hear? Rory bought a used Ferrari from Nick Coulter. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I am a huge Rory guy. I, I love Rory, this. but the man that if you got Ferrari money, you're not buying a secondhand Ferrari off somebody. It's just not. It's just not a good look. I, I, I don't. I know it's very like you know whatever. But that that's me. You cannot go around buying. You know when you have Rory money, you cannot buy a used Ferrari. He's you know Mister tweeted. Uh, yeah, tried two hundred forty million, buddy. Yeah. Well, how about you spend some of it on a Ferrari? And we discussed this already before. Um, I don't have a problem with him buying a used Ferrari. And here's the only reason that he gets a break from me on this. Normally, I'd be like, what a cheapskate. He's buying used Ferraris. He bought it from Ian Poulter, who um, they play. They're both from. They're on the Euro Tour. I pretty much say that Rory's from England, but he's from Ireland. But Ian Poulter's from England. It's close enough. They're buddies. He. It's like me. Let's say me and you were were rich and famous, right? Yeah. Okay. And you got a Ferrari. Yep. And I can buy. It. You're trying to sell it. Yep. It's easy for you to sell it. It's easy for me to buy it if I if I know who's got the car. I just pff, here's the cash. Yeah. Hand me the keys and the pink slip, and we're done. Yeah. I think that's probably what happened in that exchange. But come on, Rory, two hundred million dollars net hey, worth. Buying a here's the take. Is Poulter hurting for cash? 
Like, hope, eh? Hey. He, pro- he probably is. <laughs> Who knows, the man? Guy, the guy was almost the guy was almost kicked off the PGA Tour at the Players' Championship last year. He finished close enough to, you know, extend his exemption. But the guy almost lost his PGA Tour card. He's probably struggling. Instead of, you know, Rory just giving him the money, Rory might have been like, oh, you know, just, you know, hey, you know, I'll give you like three times what it's worth, whatever you need here. But like, you know, just give me the car. So it looks good. You know, here, just, just give me the cup. So now you think you should give Ian Poulter free handouts because he sucks at golf now. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't think they're that good of friends, my man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess that was probably a, kind of a crazy take there. But you know what? Ian Poulter's hurting for cash. That's that's what we're going to go that, with. That's the bad. That's the bad. Poulter's hurting. Poulter, Poulter's hurting for cash. That's the bad. Uh, my bad was, and like I said, it's a two-part. My bad turns into the ugly here. And I know I'm a big Euro guy. So this is you're gonna be shocked that I put that this is my bad and okay. my ugly. Let's hear it. Tyrell Hatton. Whoa! It was great. It was great. Hatton, but B, I love it. Oh, it's the grass. Dude, let me let me finish now. He's coming down the stretch. He's tied with Phil. He's got on after 16 holes. He's got two to play. He's tied with JT, who's in the clubhouse. All he's got to do is make birdie par to win it all, skip the playoff, no Phil, no JT, Tyrell wins. Okay. If he makes par par, he's in the playoff. Okay. He makes par on 17. Yep. Comes down to 18, hits a terrible approach shot. He says that in his interview he took too much club, which he did. Yep. And he leaves himself a, putt, a, a you know, a makeable par putt. Okay. So he hits his par, or he, he, he takes his stroke, hits the par putt, it immediately bounces. It hit a bump, man. It did. Oh, and it greens. did. It did hit a so bump. So how's that his fault? Let me finish. Okay. So he hits a bump, and he makes a bogey, and he finishes tied for third with Rafa. First of all, Tyrell Hatton, you got to start closing. It was bad because he puts himself in contention way too much to not get a win on the PGA Tour. He keeps blowing it. He's got. I mean, he keeps he pu- blowing it. He, he barely pu- played any events really. He, and last year he shoots eighty-one in the Masters to start. Doesn't even make a cut in any of the. He's, any of he's the in, con- he's in contention. I, no way. No he's way. in contention he, last year at the Honda. He blo- he blows it on the pars. Still. He blows it on the par putts at the Honda last year when he she should have beat Ricky. And then and now he makes par in the first, second, and third round. All he's got to do is make par again on the fourth. It was just, so he blows it, right? I'm just going to call it and say that Tyrell Hatton blows it. Tyrell Hatton blowing it's bad. Right, that's my bad. Here's where the ugly happens. Okay. So he's doing his interview, right? With, he gets off 18. He's out, he, he's out of the playoff. He, he loses. He's in third place. Yep. He says in the interview, I'm hacked off. He starts blaming the, the bumps. He's, he's angry, oh, right? Oh, yeah. He, he's like, it's it's a joke. He's calling the course a joke. He's saying, <laughs> so he's he goes, this is a perfect lead into my ugly. And then he says, <laughs> and then he says, you never, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm angry. You never know. It could be my last WGC where I'm in contention. First, that's where the ugly is. If you're, if you ever plan on winning on the PGA Tour, you gotta figure out the mental game. You gotta take some ownership. Yep. I agree with that. You have to say, okay, this is now my probably my third event where I was in contention, where I blew it down the stretch. What is the because I've seen him every time he misses a five foot putt, 
pointing at the spike mark. Maybe the spike mark. Hey, maybe JT scuffed up the green. The Honda last year. Yeah, that was the Honda. Yeah, it was the Honda last it was. year, man. It was in the bear trap. It was bad. It was the bear yeah, trap. He's was... still talking about the ball mark on the next tee box. He's got a bad mental problem. He needs to fix his mental game if he's ever going to have a chance to win on the PGA. Well, do you think maybe he think? Oh well, it can't be Tyrell Head. It can't be me. You know, I'm I'm Tyrell Head. That's what it. That's what it is. I think and that's he needs what it is. Accept, you know that I, to his credit, dude. That thing hit a bump and went straight in the air. It bounced. I mean, it, it, it was bounced. bad, and it was right away. But the I problem mean, is, we wouldn't be talking about this atrocious. had we not seen Hatton patting down spike marks after every single five-foot miss. True. It was kind of like karma coming back to bite him a little bit. <laughs> I guess it was. It was the mean, golf gods telling you, mm, eh, keep it keep it in your head. This time you got one to complain about, but the other 50 million that have been on TV, you don't have, you know. But here's the thing. You can... You can, you can he probably justifies it to himself. Oh, I only lost that event because of the spike marker, whatever it was, the the poana, and it bounced, and, and that's why I lost. But how many other shots did he have in the tournament? He could have made up one shot. Totally, totally. That leads perfectly into my ugly. My ugly is uh, the was the course Club de Chapalupec, or as I like Chapultec or Chipotle Chalupa. Oh. I, I prefer Chalupa. Club de Chalupa. Club de Chalupa. Uh, way, way, I mean, the trees are overgrown as hell. Uh, it, it leads to extremely, extremely narrow shoots. There's not a whole ton of strategy out there because it is like, it is the most overgrown golf course that we see all, all year on the PGA Tour. It's the most, it is a travesty out there. You got trees overhanging in the fairway. You got browned out spots because well, there's too many trees. That's why so it's browned out, exactly. The grass, there's too much shade, there's too much... Uh, moisture getting pulled out of the ground from the yep. root system and nutrients for the trees. It's it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. I I think that it's almost so bad it's good. Um, shoots and narrow do not bother these guys at all. They hit their lines every single time almost, uh, it seems like. It, but I just, it, it didn't look good on TV, which is fine. The only thing I kind of, I guess, you know, it is ugly, but I did like that it brought out, there was on the leaderboard, tons of different players, right? You had a Brian Harmon up there. JT and Phil are kind of bombing gouge. All sorts of different players. It was great. You know, I I guess, it, you know, it brought out the best. Sharma's not not overly long. He kind of, he was T30 in uh, oh, no, driving he's, distance. No, he's not, not long. Not overly long. You know, but you know what he, he does? He great, man. He hits the ball straight. Yep. And that's in, in that article I read Same about today Harman. was when he's, and he's the guy who I thought of when I looked at his stats was Brian Harmon. Doesn't do anything spectacular off the tee. Hits it straight. Fairways and greens. And you drop a few putts and you're in contention. And that's how he plays. So, like, I hate the course, but, like, I love the leaderboard it produced. So, I guess it's good, but it's ugly, too, at the same time. They really need to invest in some... They got to they gotta start cutting down trees there if they're going to keep the event there, which I think they are. I mean, the fans are great. The... the respectful. You know, respectful, exactly. The fans seem into it, excited about it. They you can't wait to get The volunteers, you got that guy back that, you know, didn't fist bump JT last year. He's pumping the crowd up again. It was, you know, it, it is a great tournament, and I and I love that they're going there. I just wish that they would... They got to they gotta fix the course up a little bit, man. No, they I, have to. Well... It only played to 6,200 yards, and the guys did not shred it up. You know, it shows that that length does not necessarily matter to defend against. They have the enough ball. there to protect par. Their greens complexes. You don't have to protect par. No, you don't. But the, in the the green complexes were pretty gnarly out there. I mean, the they were. You, you saw some awesome 
creativity with some pitch shots. They were hitting the ball into some spots in the green. You're like, oh man, what a bad miss. They spin it back. You know, and it catch a nice roller and it's right down by the pin. How many hole outs did we see this I, week? And look how much fun it was coming down the stretch on You got Duff I mean, holing you know, out. You got Tony Finau holing out. I mean, it was JT awesome. JT holing out. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's fairway. Which we've talked. Yeah. I mean, I mean, JT holes out. There was a lot. Of, I mean, Abby Barnrod out from the sand. So many hole outs. It was great. It, it, so. I guess it's not. It was ugly on TV, but it's not terrible. I I, I do like. It was the, great the, entertainment. It was great entertainment. I, That's exactly. We need more of that on the PGA Tour. I like that anybody had a chance this week, whether you're a bomber, straight hitter, you know, everybody had a chance, and the leaderboard really reflected that. Now, Tory Pines, I would say, was probably the most memorable of the year up until this point because of the long playoff. Yes. 18th hole, you got the pond. Do you go for it? Do you not go for it? That was very exciting to watch. The rest of the tournament was a little boring up until that point. I, th- I think this WGC Mexico was probably the most entertaining tournament of the year so far. By far. I think by, I don't, I don't even think it's close. I think it was great. Uh, and can't wait for next year. Viva la Mexico. On to the uh, Velspar, right? Yeah. Is that I next mean, week? That's next week. But, um, oh shit, I did my bad and my ugly all at once. Yeah. You don't have to go to my ugly. No. We're on to the Valspar. The, Val, right? the Valspar is next week. All right, let's get to you it. You know, it's a, it's a, you know, it's it's not the the, it's not the best field. It's, it's getting, getting better. So much better. It's getting over better. The years now. I mean, I, what we got? Rory committed, right? Rory's in. Tiger's in. Jordan, the big cat. He's here. The big cat's back. No, the big cat's here. Justin <laughs> Rose, uh, Henrik Stenson, and Jordan Spieth. Not a. It's not a. I mean, we get a little spoiled with the WGCs. I get yes. it. But there's there's only a few top world top tens. There's three in the tournament. I got some news for you. What's here? Breaking news. Probably you had no idea. Uh, Bill Haas is making his return to the tour. Oh, I did know. Welcome back, Bill. And you know Can't what? Wait. He's he's Bill uh, loves the course. Totally. It's it sets up great for him. It's a ball strikers course. That guy is dead straight. <laughs> if I've ever seen it. Um, you know, we root for Bill Haas here on this podcast and. Uh, Hopefully he's feeling better after the accident, and uh, it's great to have him back on tour. I feel like he's kind of a staple out there. He oh. just makes cuts, he makes money. I mean, it's, it's Billy Haas, man. Bill's the man. he's like he's like the uncle you wish you had. Exactly. Bill's the man, but no, he finished second in 2016 in this event. He's I think I think he's gonna have a good showing. After after the accident, though, really all I want to see is just him out there. Well, relaxed, what was the extent cut, of his injuries? Cut. They didn't really say it was something with his leg. I don't know. I think it's more mental, man. You know, somebody did pass away. Well, no, I know he's friends with them, too. So it obviously took a mental toll on him. Totally. That's why he had to take a break a little bit. I just hope that he comes back and he looks relaxed out there and just plays okay. You know, plays. I'd love to see him play great, but if he just makes the cut and and gets kind of back in the flow of things, I think it's going to be good for him. And, uh, you know, we wish him the best. Yeah, definitely. And you're, you're right. It does set up well for him. When you're a ball striker and you can hit it straight, you're going to have a a lot better time than some of these guys on this course. The fairways are really narrow. The greens are tough. Man, they they have some tough green complexes. Yep, it's in great this for guys that are great iron players and can putt it well. Are gonna are gonna are gonna be at the top of the leaderboard here, hands down. This is gonna be the guy hitting his iron shots and putting the best that wins this. Well, week, in the, my opinion, and I agree, and that's why I was thinking about who I was gonna pick. So I've I'm gonna I got my two picks ready. My sleeper and my lock, if you will. And who puts well and hits the sh- hits the shit out of their irons? It's Jordan Spieth. Yeah, and that's my pick. Yeah, 
I think Speed actually gets his win this week. I picked him too, actually. Uh, I'm going to pick him every week. (laughs) It's still Matt K. Dude, where's my par? I'm just going to pick him every week till he wins. Pick him till he wins. That's what I'm going to. Pick him till he wins. Um, Before you know, now that we got on, we both did agree on the picks. Uh, We didn't talk about Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is back in action this week, and honest to God, I I've heard numerous people saying they think he's going to take a slight step back this week. They don't think that he, you know this course is really good for him. Yada yada yada. I actually think the opposite. I Tiger Woods is again. We said it last week. He is the best iron player, iron player in the history lived. of golf. And he this puts sets well. up four irons. There's not a lot of drivers off tees. He's going to be able to take less than driver off the tee around here. Yep. He's been putting and, and using the short game great. Yep. I think, honest to God, I see a top 25 minimum because of all those factors that I just stated. I think that this course sets up a lot better for him than people are giving him credit for. I think the Tiger learned a little bit last week hitting the three wood off the tee. Hey, I hit the straight. Hey, I hit a 320 fucking yards. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have no problem not taking driver off the tee. If he keeps the driver in the bag, I think he top tens this week. Yeah, I put, you know, I got here, I think a top 25 is right around where he'll be. But I think that that's at the bottom end, honestly, of where he should be. He's so smart. He's just going to hit those, you know, low punch cuts right around the court. It sets up good for him, and he's been putting good. So I I think he really, really could have another good week. And then, you know, I think we've... You picked him for the Arnold Palmer already, so. Well, you know, but but, but I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here. He could win here. I think if he's gonna win, it's gonna be here or the Arnie. I really think the Tiger gets a top ten in this. That's that's my out on the limb pick. Tiger Woods top his first top ten of the year. But my sleeper is Ches Revy. Okay. I think this is where Ches gets his first win in ten years. He's got he's top fifteen on the tour this year in driving accuracy. Huge for Innisbrook. Yep. It's tight. The fairways are really small. Top 15 in driving accuracy and top 15 in strokes gain approach to the green. So that means he's hitting his irons and his wedges and he's hitting his driver straight down the fairway. If you can do those two things and he can putt even decent, he's going to be in contention. And he'll probably take driver as opposed to a lot of the bombers because he's so He's straight. not very long. Yeah, he's so exactly. Straight, so. So, yeah, my sleeper was Tiger. I like the Chess pick. I think both those... And I picked Tiger as a sleeper. I mean, is he really under? He's not under the radar at all. But like, I saw a ton of people picking missed cut out there. Mm. I do not see a missed an MC here at all. I just don't see it. I I, really I don't, don't either. I think his confidence is up after last week, and uh, I think he's ready to rock and roll. Now, you know, we were a couple of weeks ago. We had the uh, the bear trap. Yeah. This week, we got the snake pits. The Snake Pit, uh, they got they got the three holes. It's the closing three holes, 16, 17, 18. We got a little, you know, little dodgeball, you know. Oh yeah, moccasin, baby, number sixteen. <laughs> oh, they got the name. They got the holes named after oh, snakes. Jesus. It's a par four. Water is so in play on the right. Uh, it's tight. Oh, it's the bear trap. Tiny little. <laughs> well, yeah, right. Tiny little fairways, but here's the problem: uh, thick trees on the left. And you have to set up left to get a good approach into the green. So I think that th- that hole's going to tear guys up. It's one of the hardest holes on the tour. 17, long part. Well, I guess it's not long. For, it's long for me. It's not long for these guys. 215, par three. Semi-long. Tight shoot off the tee to a pretty large but heavily guarded green. Tons of bunkers. And, uh, and then you got Copperhead on 18. 
It's a par four, tee shot through the tight shoot again. Very narrow fairway, guarded by eight fairway bunkers. It's one of the hardest stretches of holes in golf. I think these guys are going to get tore up. I can't wait to see who blows the tournament. You know what I'm over? Goals. I am so over naming three stretch holes. I agree. I mean, come on. Forget about it. I, I'm, I'm over it. I don't like it. We got too much of it now. We got bear traps. You got the snake pits and all sorts of stuff. I've played stuff. We got a Bowden shout out on Oasis. We got the Arnie's Revenge. I mean, every, every... Mistwood's got something called, you know, they call it like the Kraken or something. Enough. Enough. We get it. It's a tough three hole stretch. But if it brings the guys to their knees, I like the name for the snake pit. It's just to bring in the casual fan and it's... Get rid of it. Get rid of it. I don't like it. That's enough. Uh, anything else? I think uh, Special K doesn't like it. it here. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know, man. That's all I got. I got Jordan Spieth winning. I got Ches Reedy winning. If one of the two do good, I look like a, you know. A savant. A savant. So. You've been right almost every week. That about wraps things up for this episode of Dude, Where's My Par? It was a fun podcast. Again, hey. can't wait till next week. Neither can I. Had a great time. If you're in a warm weather state, get out and play this weekend. Uh, not exactly sure what it's going to be like around here. If you're on Twitter, follow us at Where's My Par or like and uh, follow on Facebook. We appreciate your guys' support. Thanks for listening. Stripe Show. So this now, back up the hill for his par. Oh, no. This for par. Oh, my goodness. It lifts out.